Hello. Um, this is Cheddar Sports Podcast, and for today's video, I know I haven't done anything in a little bit, but I think I'm going to do, well, first off, the Super Bowl is coming up, so how can I not talk about that? I'll do talk about the Super Bowl and the predictions, and then maybe I'll do bold predictions, or not bold predictions, I'll do uh, one good thing about each team. I've seen people do this for like the NBA, like King of the Fourth Quarter. Uh, I've seen people do this about the NFL. Maybe Bengal did one. I, I, I don't remember exactly, but I'm going to do one good thing going for each team in the NFL after I do my Super Bowl stuff, obviously, because the Super Bowl weekend is next or is this week coming up. So I obviously can't not talk about that. So we'll talk about what happened championship week first. So Packers beat or Packers uh, lost to the Bucks. Tom Brady won. Aaron Rodgers, he had an, he had an all right game. I mean, people are really overhyping his game because he had a better game than Tom Brady, which I think he did. But I think people, when they look at the one interception that Rodgers had compared to the three that Brady had, it's blown out of proportion because two of if you watch the game, like two of Brady's interceptions that he had weren't necessarily him his fault. One of them was off the hands of Mike Evans. Yes, it was a high ball, but Mike Evans should have caught it. It was basically a drop from Mike Evans the other one he was getting pressured instantly and he had to throw it up to Mike Evans and obviously it got picked so I I still think Rodgers played Brady by a little bit definitely not in the first half Brady probably outplayed Rodgers in the first half but as Brady got on the second half he didn't play very well but his defense really stepped it up I which is why I think um why the box score looks like Rodgers had a much better game when in reality it was more of like Brady had a better, a way better first half, which led them taking such a big lead. And then the second half, when Brady was going down, their defense or the Buccaneers' defense, um, for the, the some of the Buccaneers' defense, especially at the end of the game and the start of the third half, it really held down. I know the Packers almost came back when the Buccaneers were up like 20 to 10. Which is like, what do you mean the Buccaneers defense hauled down? Well, first of all, it wouldn't have been twenty eight to ten, it would have been twenty one to ten without the Buccaneers getting that fumble recovery that led to a touchdown. And then also, when Tom Brady threw two picks in the second or three picks in the second half, only one of them resulted in a score. Where the whereas the other two resulted in nothing but a three and out for Green Bay. Whereas I think Rodgers probably overall played a better game. Brady definitely played a better first half, and then the defense was able to hold strong for Brady's mistakes, and they were able to hold strong to win on that game. So, Bucks off to the Super Bowl, and then Chiefs versus Bills. I mean, when the Bills were up 9 nothing, it was like, since we've already watched the Chiefs, it was like, this is nothing new, 24 nothing versus the Texans, and the Chiefs just absolutely offensively just blew the Bills out of the water. Josh Allen tried to do too much, do too much that was outside of his reach, and then by the time the game was already out of their reach, it was just... It was just already over for the Bills by, like, the beginning of the fourth quarter. So, that's all I got to say. The Chiefs just blew by the Bills offensively in the second and third quarter, mostly. All right, so now we get to the Super Bowl. Chiefs versus Bucks. So, if we look at this offensively versus defensively, we feel like Chiefs have the better offense. Buccaneers have the better defense. So... Obviously, I think both of those are true, but when you look at it, I mean, Buccaneers offense is still extremely good. They have probably the second best receiving core in the league behind the Chiefs. So top two receiving cores, Tom Brady in the playoffs. It's Tom Brady. 
but then Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. It's Patrick Mahomes. And then both the Buccaneers and Chiefs lines, O-lines are good. I think the Bucs is a little better, but both of them are still very good. And then defensively, I mean, I'm not to, I'm not saying the Chiefs defense is better than the Bucs, but for whatever reason, in the in the playoffs, ever since they took ever since that Texans 24 nothing lead happened, ever since then, they've been lights out. After that 24 nothing happened, held Texans to 7 points the rest of the game. Stopped Derrick Henry versus the Titans to 60 yards, held them to 60 70 yards on like almost 20 attempts. Then against the Browns held them to 17 points. Then this week against the Bills held held them to like what? I think they scored 24, but mainly 17 points. For the most part, they held that explosive Bills offense to 17 points. Which I know the Ravens did the week before, but the Ravens might even have a better defense than both of those two. But I'm just saying, the Chiefs defense really has stepped it up in the playoffs. Uh, even in the Super Bowl, held the, the 49ers to 20 points. I know they were down at some point, but uh, holding the holding that 49ers team that scored 37 on the Packers and, rushed, and Raheem Mostert rushed, ran for over 200 yards the game before, that was, that was pretty good defensively. The Chiefs have been just solid defensively in the playoffs. And so have the Buccaneers. I mean, Buccaneers versus the football team. I know 23 points, that's pretty good. I mean, I know, obviously, Heineke just was playing an amazing game. So to hold them to 23 points the way Heineke was playing was really good for the Bucks defense. And then against the Saints, held them to 20 points. And then the Packers, hottest offense in the league, just the, the best defense in the league, the the best defense in the league, the Rams in the regular season, basically got basically got decimated almost by that Packers offense, and now they held them to twenty six points. The Packers, and I think they could have even held them to less if they didn't play, uh, if they if um Brady played a little better in the second half. I think they could have held them to even less points. So, when you look at defensively and offensively, it's very close between the two. And then when you even go player by player, it's very close between them. I mean, obviously, you could say t- uh, for a quarterback, you could say Patrick Mahomes is a little better than Tom Brady. But for running back, I think Ro- I think um, Leonard Fournette, the way he's playing the playoffs is probably better. For receivers, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey are better. But then when you look at Rob Gronkowski, Cameron Brait, Chris Godwin, uh, Mike Evans, Scotty Miller, they have a lot of good receivers, the Buccaneers, and tight ends. And then when you look at the line, Buccaneers line is better, sure, but they're so evenly on the other ones that it's like that doesn't really decide that much the line. And then defensively, Chiefs secondary has been playing lights out. Buccaneers on the D line, their linebackers have been playing lights out. But that Chiefs all like all the Bucks defense has been playing lights out. But that Chiefs secondary played lights out against the Bills. Held Stefan Diggs to what, 20, 30 yards? Lights out. So this is going to be really tough to decide. I can't really decide anything between offense or defense, even if I go player by player. It's really the, really hard to decide which team is better. That said, though, Patrick Mahomes is just been on a different level for a lot of, for most games he played. I know he had the most dropped interceptions in the league this year. People are gonna. People always bring that up when I ever see. Whenever I see Mahomes played uh, for MVP or something like that, even though Rogers probably right. Whenever I see Mahomes for MVP, people always bring up that sixteen drop interceptions. Whenever I see people comparing Patrick Mahomes as your sixteen drop interceptions, but he's still playing out of his mind. And last game just proved he's out. Of, he plays out of his mind. Tom Brady didn't have as good good of a game last game. 
So, well, I think I think that the Buccaneers will have the lead at halftime, but I think the Chiefs will win this game in a close game. Let's say seven-point game. We're going to say that the final score of this game is 31-24. to I think the Buccaneers at halftime lead it 17-10, to but I think the Chiefs step it up in the second half. They score 21 compared to the Bucs, only seven, and they win the game in the second half because the Chiefs, I've always been really stepping it up after they get down. After they, for some reason, after the Chiefs get down, they step it up and then they just hold on to the lead for the rest of the game. So, I'm going to go with the, the Chiefs. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. All right. Now that's all said and done. We're going to we're gonna get on to the um, uh, one good thing for each team. And we're going to start with the AFC. I have ESPN pull up. So we're just going to go down the list, starting from Buffalo all the way down to San Francisco. So we'll start with Buffalo. I mean, Buffalo. There's so many good things about Buffalo. that Josh Allen has turned into an MVP caliber quarterback. Stephon Diggs has turned into one of the best receivers in the league. I mean, they just went 13-3 and and they were a game away from the, the Super Bowl. There's, the Bills just have one of the brightest futures in the league. And it's not like they have many... Like, it's not like they have, like, superstar players where they might not be able to pay, pay them because they're on their rookie contracts or something. No, they're going to have to pay Josh Allen. But outside of that, they're not going to really have to pay anybody, like, uh, dollars on dollars. So they have a team that they can keep together and they can keep going at it for years. So they have one of the brightest futures in the league. Miami Dolphins, also one of the teams that has one of the brightest futures in the league. Tua or not, regardless. That team, that defense was spectacular this year. I mean, I remember watching that game against the Rams and being like, ooh, this defense is something. I remember watching that game, and I was like, oh, my God. This Miami Dolphins team, that defense is legit. Xavier Howard is a lockdown corner, top three corner in the league this year. Um, they have Byron Jones, one of the best corners in the league as well. They had Kyle Van Noy, who was a key part for that Patriots defense. A lot of people don't realize Kyle Van Noy was one of the main reasons the Patriots had one of the best defenses last year. Kyle Van Noy is a dog. They have Emmanuel Ogba, who basically became a pro Bowl caliber defensive end this year. Then on offense, I mean, it's not looking, it's not like they have one of the best offenses in the league, but they have a bright future with Mike Kosicki, Devontae Parker, Miles Gaskin emerged last year. If Tua starts to emerge, then they really got something. All right, next up, we got the New England Patriots. There's not a lot of breaks for Patriots, but one thing I can always say about the Patriots is that they're going to have a good defense. I mean, they always have one of the, one of the better defenses in the league. Let's see, 353 points which is one of the lowest in the league looking at it. I mean, for points allowed, 353 is not that bad. If I go to, um, that would be the Dolphins allowed less, but the Dolphins were a really good defense. But the Patriots' defense, I know that defense is always going to be solid. That's one thing I can always count on with that defense. Let's see, they had the fourth best defense in the AFC, and they had the, the, what is that, the seventh best scoring defense in the league. I mean... For a team that went 7-9, and nine, that's a pretty good defense. And that's one thing that the Patriots are always going to have. They're always going to have a really good defense. All right, so next up, we're up to the um, New York Jets. And the New York Jets, before, when, when they saw they weren't getting Trevor Lawrence, when they saw that, it was like, it was going downhill after that win against the Rams. But then when they went against the Browns again, it was like, 
everybody's still thinking it's going downhill because now they they, they clinched the they clinched on um, the watch me call the two seat the number two pick but a lot of things are looking up for the jets in their future that might suggest i mean their defense their defense really did well against the rams and that browns that browns offense was red hot against the the ravens the week before i'm pretty sure and the chiefs or the jets just neutralized that offense and they beat the they beat the browns they beat the rams two playoff teams I mean, if that doesn't say a lot at the end of the season when they have nothing to lose, that's just incredible. They almost beat the Raiders as well, and they should have because uh, Greg Williams made a, a call to save the tank, but it didn't end up mattering because they still got the number two pick. They can take a quarterback with that pick. They could trade for Deshaun Watson. I personally think they should take a quarterback with that pick, but they have so many options to do. Next up, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I know Big, Big Ben's leaving. The Steelers might be looking a little down franchise-wise. They have to sign Juju Smith-Schuster. They have to get T.J. Watt a, a max contract soon enough. Bud Dupree's a free agent. A lot of things, but the Steelers still have a really good team. And something I always something I always keep for the Steelers, and st- something Steelers fans would always like to know, is that under Mike Tomlin, the Steelers have never been below, um, have never had a losing season under Mike Tomlin. I think that's something the Steelers fans should know. Because when you have Mike Tomlin as your coach, he could do a lot of things for you, man. Mike Tomlin last year should have won coach of the year, taking that team to 8-8. Eight and eight. When you have Mike Tomlin as your coach, there's a lot of stuff you can do. No matter how bad you are, Mike Tomlin has always, no matter how bad the Steelers' offense or defense has always been, or is, they've always been great under Mike Tomlin. So that's something to look forward to for the Steelers having Mike Tomlin as your coach because he's never had a losing season. And I I think that will probably continue next year. Baltimore Ravens, I mean, Lamar Jackson, I mean, you could say, oh, he had a down year, but Lamar Jackson's still on the bright young quarterback, still probably a top 10 quarterback in this league this season, whether people like to believe that or not. 11-5, and five, had a hot winning streak coming out. Well, it wasn't for that interception made by Lamar. They could have beat the Bills in that game. Could have made it to the conference championship. You never know what they're going to do there against the Chiefs. Get some revenge against the Chiefs. Baltimore Ravens have a, just a bright future ahead of them as well with Lamar Jackson. And once they get some receivers, they'll be looking good. Cleveland Browns, I mean, they just made it to their first playoff. They, they just had their first playoff appearance in 18 years. There's a lot to look up for that team. Baker Mayfield is starting to look like that franchise quarterback he looked like in year one. And uh, the defense needs some work, but they have Miles Garrett and Denzel Ward to build around. On offense, they still have Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham. Um, Donovan Peoples-Jones is looking like a great steal receiver. Rashard Higgins is looking like a good receiver. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt is probably the two the best running back duo in this league. Nick Chubb, arguably, you could say he played like the best running back in the league this season. I know people say Derrick Henry, but Nick Chubb had... I think he had more yards per carry, and if he didn't get injured, he maybe he could have gotten up to fifteen hundred, sixteen hundred yards. Maybe not as Derrick Henry, maybe not as much as Derrick Henry because he doesn't get as much carries. But that Browns team, that Browns team is going to be really good in the future as well. Bengals, I mean, what can you say? You still have Joe Burrow. They have T. Higgins, who looks like one of the who looks like he could be one of the better receivers in this league. On defense, yeah, their defense isn't bright, but they still have a lot of bright spots like Jesse Bates. So, I mean, there's a lot to look up for for the Bengals because their future is bright. 
like maybe right not now or maybe next year they won't be the best maybe even two years they won't be amazing but in the future it looks like all signs are pointing up so tennessee titans i mean tennessee still has one of the, the better teams in the league i know they lost to the wild card game they have derrick henry they have ryan Tannehill. there's a lot to look up for in tennessee when you have one of the best running backs in the league and a quarterback who threw for 33 touchdowns and, like, what, like, only seven interceptions, I'm pretty sure. I know it was less than 10. There's still a lot of things to look up. Indianapolis Colts, you have a you have Jonathan Taylor who emerged as maybe one of the best running backs for the future. I mean, your receiving core is, I mean, T.Y. Hilton's getting a little older, but you've got Michael Pittman who's looking like he could be a receiver of the future. I mean, all you really need, all you need a quarterback but I feel like if you get a quarterback, you'll be contending. I don't think you'll be automatic Super Bowl contenders or anything. But I think you could be contending. I think you're just a few pieces away. Some people even say a quarterback away. Houston, this this might be the team with the dullest future. Houston Texans. But let's just say if you do trade Deshaun or JJ or both, you're going to get a lot of pieces to build around for the future. And I hope that the Texans use those pieces wisely. I hope the Texans don't make a stupid trade for Deshaun or JJ. I hope they get. I hope the Texans will get at least thir- three first-round picks and a really good defensive player. If they can get that, then um, yeah. But that's the only bright thing I see about the Texans right now. The Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence. That's all I have to say. I mean, really, Trevor Lawrence, bright future. Kansas City Chiefs, you're the Chiefs. All I gotta say. You're the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, what else can I say? They have Travis Kelsey, they have Tyreek Hill, and they have most of the guys locked under contract. I don't know how that's possible, but that's the funny thing. Most of those guys are locked under contract. You got Mahomes for, like, 12 years now? Until, like, 2031? The Las Vegas Raiders... Your defensive coordinator's fired. Maybe their defense will start looking better. Because that's the really the biggest thing that let them down this year. Their defense. Their offense, maybe not top tier in the league, but with a couple more a couple more things, they definitely could have been the top defense in the league. It's not far fetched to say that the that the um the Raiders can have one of the top offenses in the league if they just get if they get one more good wide receiver, if they can get somebody to, to fill in nicely with Nelson Aguilar if Henry Ruggs develops, that offense will be one of the best in the league. And who knows, once you fire your defensive coordinator, maybe your defense will start being good. Los Angeles Chargers. For the LA Chargers, all I got to say, Justin Herbert, man, you guys fired Anthony Lynn, who I don't know how that team last year went 5-11. and I don't know how this team this year went 7-9 and with with a pretty good defense with Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram, Casey Hayward. You got Derwin James back next year. Let's hope he doesn't get injured again. I really hope he doesn't. He's one of the best sa- he could be one of the best safeties in the league. He probably is. That first year he played like he he got first team all pro his, his rookie year. So I mean, if he if he if he's just as good as he was before his injury, then he's one of the best safeties in the league. Denver Broncos. I mean, Denver doesn't have, like, the best future in the league, but they got Cortland Sun and Jerry Judy. They got an amazing one-two wide receiver duo. 
their defense has always been good. I mean, even when they don't have pieces, their defense has always been solid at the very least, not horrible. And I think that will continue to stay with Bradley Chubb, with Bryce Callahan. Bryce Callahan emerged as a, a really good corner this year, maybe a corner number one, maybe a corner number one even. NFC, my Washington football team, that defense, though, that defense has played incredible. If only we could score more points. We apparently only scored 335 points, which if I look in our conference or in the entire league, that was one of the worst in the league. Our defense, though, was number four in terms of points allowed. So just keep up that defense. Keep up that defense. And we got something bright for the future, man. That's all I could say. Next up, we have the New York Giants. I mean, your defense also played superb this year. Your offense, not really, but you get Saquon back. If you draft a receiver in this year's draft, if you get a receiver in the free agency, you're looking good. I mean, I don't know if Daniel Jones is a franchise quarterback, but if he turns out to be one, then you guys are looking really good for the future. Dallas Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? You know what I'm saying? Dallas is, Dallas gets Dak back. They get Zeke back. They get their line back. They got a lot of stuff back. Draft defensively in the draft. Maybe get Patrick Sertan or Caleb Farley. And you got a real shot at being at least, at the very least, playoff contenders next year. And hopefully, and hopefully for them, obviously not me, they'd be super cold contenders in the future within next year or the year after. Philadelphia Eagles quarterback situation. You got still got two very good cornerback quarterbacks. I mean, Carson Wentz played a, a bad year. Jalen Hurts wasn't amazing. But both of them can be developed. Or Jalen Hurts can be developed. And Carson Wentz, I mean I mean to have that MVP season MVP type season he did in twenty seventeen, I mean he would have won MVP that year if he didn't get hurt that year. So I mean, you can't just say that was a fluke season because it's uh, more for NFL. You can't really have a fluke season. Like, it's an entire season, 17 games. It's not like it was teams didn't have tape on him. It was it was his second year in the league. He had a full 16 games the year before. So, so if Carson Wentz can play like the player he did before, if the Eagles could just draft better, then they have a bright future, the Eagles. Green Bay Packers, you still have Aaron Rodgers. That's all I that's all I really gotta say. The Packers still have Aaron Rodgers. They still have one of the better defenses in the league for sure. And they just gotta just gotta keep pushing at the Packers. And maybe one of these times they'll win the Super Bowl. Chicago Bears. Your defense is still good. It's starting to decline a little bit though, but that's always draftable. You still might have, you could get Allen Robinson back. You have David Montgomery, one of the best running backs in the league, and there's playing a build around if you could get a quarterback or if Mitchell Trubisky. What if Mitchell Trubisky pans out? You re-sign him in a one-year deal, prove it deal, and he and he pans out. Anything can happen. I'm being a little I'm being a little too optimistic for these teams, but I'm just trying to trying to spread some positivity for these teams' fans. Minnesota Vikings, you got Kirk Cousins. I mean, you have Justin Jefferson, who 
emerged as an all-pro caliber receiver in year one. Kirk Cousins threw 35 touchdowns and 13 interceptions. It's not like the offense is bad whatsoever. One of the better offenses in the league. It's just that that defense is pretty bad. The defense is one of the worst in the league. That I mean, I think... Yeah, they might have been the one of the... Um, They were the third... They allowed the third most point... No, fourth most points that defense. So it's not like it was like, oh, our off their offense played as expected. It was just their defense there. You get to build some pieces around that defense. You have a, what, top 15, top 20 pick this year? There's a lot to build in Minnesota. There's a lot to build. There's not, I mean, there's not a lot to build on defense in Minnesota. And if they can get a good defense, Minnesota, they'll be back in the playoff race by next year. Detroit. I know there's not too much for Detroit, but they just got two first-round picks from the Rams. They have first-round picks this year. They have plenty of firsts they can use. I mean, Jared Goff might not be your franchise quarterback, but if he, at the very least, he could be a bridge quarterback for your next guy. You got Dan Campbell, who in his interview, a lot of people liked, a lot of people were confused at, but that kneecap speech was pretty inspiring, not going to lie. And, I mean, their defense was abysmal, but I feel like I feel like the defense could be fixed. It just needs to... I, I think that defense just needs to get a just total reset. But I think I don't think for the near future Detroit will be contending. But with their coach, and hopefully if they could draft a little better, they could be contending within five years. New Orleans Saints. Drew Brees is retiring. You guys are in cap hell. Yes. Yes, that's true. But, I mean... The Saints, they still have Sean Payton as their coach. They still have Alvin Kamara. They still have Michael Thomas. They still have all these great pieces, the Saints. And it's not like, I don't think, I still don't think they're going to go over anywhere. Even if they have to cut some players, even if they have to let some players go, I still think the Saints will be good if they re-sign Jameis Winston. Because I really do think Jameis Winston is a good quarterback. I just think that he needs to get down his picks. And I think that's something that could, is very coachable. Or could be coachable. It, it would be one thing if he just had 33 picks last year and like 15 touchdowns. But he threw 33 touchdowns last year. So it wasn't like he was just throwing up just picks after picks after picks. It was like a touchdown, then a pick. So if he just uh, neutralizes the picks and keeps the touchdowns, he could be a really good quarterback. Tampa Bay. I mean, you guys are going to the Super Bowl this year. I mean, after Tom Brady leaves, it's not like your, it's not like your team has, like, giant names to pay. You guys have to pay Chris Godwin, yes. But I feel like that team is something where if Tom Brady, once Tom Brady leaves, you guys are still, you guys are going to be Super Bowl contending with Tom Brady, not to mention that. But once he leaves, you guys could just pick up a quarterback and you guys could be right back. Maybe not as close to Super Bowl contending, but you guys could be almost at that brink with another quarterback. Carolina Panthers. I mean, Carolina Panthers dropped to Jeremy Chin. Their defense is looking bright under that because Matt Rule drafted really well for defense. They they need a quarterback, but I feel like once they get that quarterback, that Carolina's going to get a lot better. Uh, Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta. I think Atlanta needs a little bit of a reset. Their team's getting a little old offensively, but in defense, they've already started to build a little bit, which is good. Offensively, I feel like if they can get a new quarterback this year, I feel like maybe Julio could stay. I think Julio is a little old, but I still think Julio is one of the best receivers in the league. Calvin Ridley played like one of the best receivers in this league. So if they could get a quarterback that could develop fast or could be very good, 
right out the gates. They could be playoff contending right off the gates if they if they draft well for a quarterback. Seattle Seahawks, they have Russell Wilson, they have DK Metcalf, they have Tyler Lockett. Their defense played amazing. Even in that playoff game where the Rams scored dirty, their defense didn't play that bad whatsoever. Their defense really stepped it up with Jamal Adams. You know everybody makes fun of Jamal Adams, but under Jamal Adams, I don't know if it was his impact. I don't know if it was him, his playing, or his leadership, but that defense got instantly better when Jamal Adams came back. LA Rams, they had the best defense this year. That's not going to change. Also, they just got Matt Stafford. They hopefully, hopefully in their eyes, under Matt Stafford's last two years of his contract, they should be Super Bowl contending for the next two years. Arizona Cardinals, I mean, you guys have the best, one of the best, youngest combos in the league, DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray. Their defense, I mean, started to improve a little bit at the end of the season, but obviously it wasn't enough to make the playoffs, but you guys will be playoff contending for years to come. And if you guys just get a bit, little, if their defense starts to improve as Isaiah Simmons emerges, if they get a better receiver, I mean very well within a year or two they could be Super Bowl contending. And then finally, San Francisco, I mean your whole team was injured this year. You get your whole team back. You're, you guys were in the Super Bowl the year before. So, I mean, you guys are automatically should be Super Bowl contenders even with Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo once they come back. And if you guys can upgrade from Jimmy Garoppolo, you guys are just Super Bowl contenders through and throughout with that defense and still a very formidable offense with Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, Devo Samuel, uh, Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson Jr., and that Trent Williams at offensive line. So you guys could be very good for years to come. So, yeah, that was um that was a lot, but I know I did it very fast, but I wanted to get in with around 30 minutes, and that was one good thing for each team, and that was also my Super Bowl predictions. I hope you enjoyed it, and I'll see you guys in the next episode, which will be after the Super Bowl. So let's see who wins it.